Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the GBOTA Track Talk podcast, proudly brought to you by our major partner Ladbrokes. On this episode of the podcast I catch up with GBOTA Chairman Jeff Rose ahead of tomorrow night's listed Chief Havoc final at Gunnedah. We have a chat about the history of the race, the great Chief Havoc and preview tomorrow night's massive card which includes free entry. Make sure you get trackside and enjoy a wonderful night of racing. I hope you enjoy this episode. Firstly, let's have a chat, chat about Chief Havoc. And can you just, for anybody that doesn't know out there, talk about him and, you know, what he achieved and, and why this race was named after him? Yes, I can do you that. Uh, Chief Havoc is, uh, was around, uh, around about uh, post-war to uh, World War II, uh, was probably rated the greatest dog in the world at that time and arguably still rated the greatest dog in the world today. Chief Havoc had 36 starts to 26 wins, and he held, I think it was, nine track records in that 26 wins. Uh, not once did he race to Gunnedah, but he held track records at Harrell Park, at Cessnock, uh, I think it was at Drafton, Casino, Tamworth, and it was an absolute phenomenal dog. He was bred at a little place called Manila, just uh, out of Tamworth a bit, Yep. by the name of a lady, lady of Swan, or... Mrs. Swan. She would, he would buy Tryon out of Chief Havoc. Uh, he would buy Tryon, sorry, out of Thelma's mate. And Jackie uh, Millard actually purchased the dog and reared the dog here at Gunnada. Now, his two boys still live in Gunnada today. One, uh, Johnny Millard, still at the bus service, and Keith Millard, he used to be the uh, work at the Namoy Valley Independent before it closed down, and they're still in Gunnada today. Uh, Beryl, who was uh, their mother, uh, she passed on about, about 10, 11 years ago. The chief at one time had 17,000 people go to Harold Park to watch him run against the clock in one run from 400, I think it's 400, might be 330 metres to 800 metres. And in that time they had this set up and they had three clocks was actually clocking him as he went around. There was no electric timer back in that day. Yep. And one single run, he either equaled or broke every track record standing at Harold Park. That's amazing. Unbelievable. <laughs> I still have one of those watches available at the track here today, and I, Beryl donated one to the uh, uh, Hall of Fame in America before she died back then in two, about 13 years ago. Yep. But, you know, I've still got one of them. I don't know where the other one is, but we have got one on down here at the track today. But uh, he was he was some phenomenal dog. And yeah. he got to the stage where the owner trainer of the day would just refuse to race against him. They just couldn't beat him. <laughs> they just refused to race against him. Yeah. Went to stud and probably was one of the, if not the greatest sire in Australian bloodline. Nearly every dog... In Australian bloodline, I'm not talking about the imported, it's only related back to Chief Havoc today. Yeah, right. Yep. Unbelievable dog. Yep. When did um when did Gunnar first name the race after him? Uh, we started putting uh, Chief Havoc on it. Used to pull the Gunnar Gold Cup, mm-hmm. and I started doing that back in I think it was about '85. Uh, I took over the running, uh, being involved in greyhound racing at Gunnar Brand about '80. 
85, and we took over and called it, instead of called the Gunnedah Gold Cup, it was then called the Chief Havoc Cup. Yep. And since then, that started off at $1,000, and on Sunday, it's worth $40,000. Yep, well, that's what I was going to say, $40,000. I mean, you know, that's amazing money, and you must, you know, just be so proud to be able to offer that sort of prize money at, you know, at a track like Gunnedah, which, you know, is still a, a little country, you know, country area. And, yeah, look at some of the prize money that um, people can be, you know, potentially winning. Yeah, Gunnedah's uh, population around about thirteen to 15000 yeah, you know, as you're right, it's a little country town and uh, we're very proud of what we've achieved here. We're still in the process of trying to get new everything being done here. We've got a, a judge's box that's all going to be placed up soon. We get our council, DA and all that through, it'll be all put up. <clears throat> but the, uh, yeah, we're very proud of what we've achieved here. And this little, it's it's unbelievable. Two years ago, I made a statement, you know, paid $142,000 in pride money for the year. Two years ago, I made the statement when we put this 40000 up, we paid more prize money on one night than what we did in a full year, uh, five years prior to that. Yep. But uh, it, I'm going to pay here, well, the club is going to pay, not me. The club, we're <laughs> going to pay here nearly $2 million in prize money this year. Wow. That's amazing. That, that's a lot of money. That's yeah. a lot of money. Amazing. Um, now, last year, the the final was a bit of a boil over Devil Dodger at, you know, odds I was just looking there, $34. But prior to that, it was mainly sort of dogs that were, you know, favoured runners or, or that were sort of the odds-on favourite, you know, got the cash. Red Hot Frankie's sort of, you know, lurking in that hot favouritism um, at the moment. But can you see a potential another upset like last year? Um, if, if Red Hot Frankie jumps like she did uh, last week, I find she's going to be very, very hard to beat. She's come out of ledge with a wing on every paw, and <laughs> uh, if you can lead, if you can lead at that first corner, it's uh, like any any going into a corner. You can get out of that corner in front. It's hard to run down. They're very hard to run down. That class of dogs hard to run down. Yep. But in saying that, the I think that ranges from uh, I think she run thirty thirty seven or thirty thirty two. I think the worst was about 30 and 70 something. So there's not a lot in it. There's not a lot in it. Like Craig Chaplow's got a couple of dogs. They're very classy dogs that embrace that. They're, they're not they're not little country bumpkins. They are very classy dogs. So uh, none of them can make a mistake. And uh, But I just got that funny feeling that uh, yeah, if she pinged like she did last week, I find she's going to be very, very hard to beat. Yep. You must have, um, you know, while there was, you know, the, only the three heats last week, you know, there mm. were, um, you know, very quality dogs. And, you know, you must have been stoked that so many people obviously travelled a, a fair distance to the track to contest the heats. Yeah, well, it is a long way to, to travel for, with the class of dogs. And, you know, like they've come along, like, like uh, Jack Smith's come all the way up over from Forbes, or his wife did. Like Forbes is a, a, is a seven, eight hour drive away. You got Craig Chaplow coming down from, uh, down from Sydney. Like that's a, it's a nine-hour return trip when you've got dogs in, so they're, they're big efforts to make people to tra- uh, people willing to travel that way that far to uh, raise their dogs. But it's it's a, they're quality dogs, and as I said, I'd, I'd like to see the four heats, but they're, they're still quality dogs. Well, I think the clashing with the Origin probably hurt us a little bit. Yeah, uh, the Origin in uh, uh, Brisbane. Yeah, uh, we might have to see if we can do something about that. Don't know how we're going to get around that, but it does take some class dogs away from me. But uh, they're they're worth going around for hundred there, and I'm going around for forty there, so it's going to make a difference. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, no, I was quite pleased. They're, they're, they are classy dogs that are in there. There was some 
And the good thing about it, there's even one local that's made his way into the final, Jenny Cargo, Jamie, yep, Jamie Bush up there. Definitely. Jamie Bush? Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, what can people look forward to if they turn up on track? Obviously, you know, free entry, which um, is great across all GBOTA tracks now. But, yeah, what else is happening trackside for anyone that wants to get out and, um, yeah, watch the final live? Well, we've got the uh, we've got a, a entertainment there, a young a bloke from Tamworth coming over, a bloke from O'Malley who's going to be some singing, country music singing. He'll be on course. We've got uh, uh, jumping carts or face painting, all that sort of thing is going on there, the bar, canteen. Uh, they were the, the slushies for the kids. Everything's there <laughs> available for him. So they'll, they'll, be, they'll have a good time. And uh, if it's cooling down anywhere, we've got heaters and that available. We'll keep we'll keep people entertained on it. And you've got those 12-race cards. And it's some very good money available and, and some good dogs in it. Those uh, other races are quality races as well. Yeah, well, that's what I was just about to touch on, you know, the, the maiden and that's $7,000 and the... The sprint final five thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, it's terrific money right across the uh, the program. Yeah, well, you've uh, made in the, the feral Frankie Labroque paid. This was seven to the winner. Uh, the one to four wins the Labroque Courthouse Hotel Rower. This was seven thousand. You've got a maiden over the four hundred. This was five thousand. You've got the fifth grade uh, Geo New South Wales. Uh, over the 431, it's worth $5,000. So there's some good money available. So if you've got one good enough, you can pick up. And I, Michelle Lills, they're up here trialling, and I think they've got one in the maiden. They've also got one in the 400 final. I think they've got one in the fifth grade final. So they've got a good chance of... Uh, getting some good money on the way home. Yep, yep, definitely. Makes the, makes the long drive home a bit easier. Yeah, you'd knock <laughs> off all them. You're going home with about 20, 25,000. So it'd be worthwhile. Yep, yeah, nice, nice. Um, what else is coming up for Gunnedah? Is there anything else sort of, you know, either on or off track um, that's scheduled, you know, in the not-too-distant future? Not so. We haven't really got anything programmed at the moment. I know there's seven meetings programmed for July, uh, so that's a lot of raging in one month, but we'll be able to handle that. The only thing we... I haven't really planned anything, or the Secretary hasn't really planned anything. We're just waiting on this development application to go through for council because <clears throat> we would probably be down for about a month by the time we take all the judges boxes down and then you've got to have it all rewired and the photo finish and all that hooked back up again and all the infrastructure for uh, Sky Channel will go back in so it'll probably be down for a month and we're just waiting on that to happen uh, so we don't want to be programmed too, too far ahead and then have to cancel so we're yep. just playing it by ear to see if we can get this councillor sort of shake the tail a little bit to see if we can get this over the line. Yeah, okay, is that some renovations? Yeah, what it is is a, it's been a new uh, building that's been purchased. We were going to, uh, just after COVID, we were going to build a new judge's box and toilets and that there, but uh, like every town, it's just impossible to try and get tradespeople. They're all flat out. So we end up purchasing a building from, uh, a brand new building from down on the, actually Canberra Way. And it's here, and it's been here for about eight, ten months. Uh, we're just waiting on the DA, so the old one will have to be pulled down, and that'll be, and that one will be pulled up. It, it's quite a nice building. It's uh, 15 metres long by nearly four metres wide. Uh, we're in the process at the moment of doing the ladies' toilet. It's been completely renovated right through, right. It's been stripped, gutted right out, and uh, we're about three quarters of the way through redoing it. So that'll all be done hopefully in the next uh, finished by. I'd say probably a fortnight. Yep. Uh, it, it's it's going to look very nice. So it's all completely tiled, floor right up the walls, all new toilets, just the whole lot. So it, it's quite good. The gents' toilets will be exactly the same. We'll refurbish it when 
But we're doing the gents toilet plus the judges box all in one hit because the, the concrete slab will go from one right across to the other. So yeah, nice. Uh, it, it's there's a bit of work to be done, but we just don't want to be programming something ahead and then all of a sudden we get the chance for the DA and uh, then I, by the time I get my electrician, my builders, my welders, the technicians for all the wiring and it's it's going to be probably about a month out.